Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of The Long Podcast Studio Sessions. I'm your host, Dylan Mark Murphy, and I'm joined today with a friend who goes by the name of Lexi. Lexi, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi. um, Like you said, I'm Lexi. Um, My favorite Taylor Swift album is Folklore, um, and I have been a Swifty since debut was released. Um, I was eight years old when the album came out, um, but I kind of have faded in and out. I had like a bit of a, a weird pop punk phase <laughs> around the release of Red. So I wasn't a huge, huge Taylor Swift fan at that point, but I, <laughs> I came back. So <laughs> that's a, that's an intense um, genre flip too, to go from like, <laughs> yeah, to... it was very much like the embarrassing, not like other girls. Oh, that's, I mean, that's iconic. (laughs) That's everyone needs one of those phases. Like, I think it builds character. It did. It did. I'm better now. (laughs) Uh, We are here today to talk about uh, A Place in This World from Taylor Swift's debut album. It's one of those songs that I believe is a little underrated simply because it's not like an album single on debut. And I feel like those are obviously the most popular ones. I think that we'll just jump right into it get through some questions and learn about Lexi's thoughts on a place in this world. So we're going to dive just right in. Uh, Lexi, tell me, why is a place in this world one of your favorite Taylor Swift songs? I think part of it for me is the nostalgia that comes with it, because I know a lot of people don't rank this song particularly high or really like just the whole album in general. I think generally, like you said, tends to be a little bit underappreciated. But this album was like really special to me when I was little. And this song in particular was really special to me when I was little. Um, I think that like at some point, every child has this like notion that like their, their life is like this great big journey and you can like do whatever you want and like be whatever you want. And I don't know, at the time I was like really also super into Pokemon and I'm still super into Pokemon, but I feel like the song and like, the idea like when I was little I just wanted to like go places and do things and like the idea of having this big life journey just really like this song felt like it was about that you just kind of have this like fantastical notion that you're like you are the most unique person in the world and you can do whatever you want and like you are out there just like doing things and it's like I was eight years old but like I don't know this song just made me feel like Like I had big things to do and it just made me feel like cool and powerful. (laughs) So yeah, I love that. I've, I've spoke with like other people and we've gone back and forth and like, I've recorded all these episodes out of order. So when I recorded our song, people were like, nostalgia, nostalgia is like one of the biggest things that plays into, you know, enjoying music. And obviously like listening to songs like on debut, like lyrically, most of them aren't the best when you compare them to things like folklore but like nostalgia plays such a big part in us enjoying things and I don't get why but like sometimes that's not enough for people and they're like you're not allowed to enjoy it just because it reminds you of simpler times or whatever well I'm like when I think about like my favorite like Taylor Swift songs in general like this is way up there but like the one like it's surrounded by songs from like folklore but there's also songs other songs from debut that are like really high in my favorites and it's like I think we can appreciate them for different things because like when I mean I had the original CD and my mom used to play it in the car all the time when I was little and it was like 
I don't know. I feel like this is like a, may, I, hopefully maybe this is a universal thing with people listening to CDs in the car, but like when you want to hear a certain song, you say like, oh, can you play number four? Yeah. Like, I didn't know what the song was called until I like looked through the little book and read all the lyrics and stuff. But like, I remember just like being in the car with my mom being like, can you play number four? Like play number four. You know, I'd <laughs> ask for my favorite songs by track number. So like I used to have all the track numbers like really memorized because it's like when I wanted to hear this song, then I had to say, can you, can you skip to number nine? Like, can we listen <laughs> to number 10? And so it's just like, I don't know, those memories of like, and country music has always been something that like has kind of brought my family together because my dad, like he only listens to country or like 80s metal. Oh. <laughs> I can't, I can't vibe with the 80s metal. <laughs> um, so when I'm in the car with him, it's always like country, you know, and, like growing up, it was like Taylor Swift, Shania Twain, Alan Jackson. And so it's just like, I don't know, it makes me think of being in like, fourth and fifth grade and just like those were some of the best years of my life so like I really enjoy I really for, enjoy this song because it's just sure. and I do I do think like when you mentioned the whole can you skip to this number thing I got like flashbacks to my like cousin's car and she had the fearless cd and I said can you skip to track four because love story was the only song I knew so that is like very much I, I'm not sure if it's like a universal thing but I mean like lots of people I'm sure have done that and that's so funny like that is such a specific moment to remember too <laughs> so like, yeah I I love that even like like you letting nostalgia be enough for you to just enjoy a song is just so cool because some people are so picky about that and then you can still appreciate songs from folklore too so I think that's a that's a, a really good trait since you can just you know enjoy both of those things without I don't know, feeling like you have to enjoy more one more than the other just because it came out recently. Well, because music is something that I think like, I don't know, I am in a lot of spaces that we are concerned with like classical music um, and like classical orchestra and band literature. Mm -hmm. um, and there's so much like talking about like what your favorite composers are, your favorite pieces of music are. And a lot of times everybody just wants you to give this big, smart, long, intelligent sounding answer. And it's like, sometimes it's just saying, oh, well, this song just makes me feel good. Like this song just makes me happy. It's not enough. And I just, music is something that you're just supposed to enjoy. And music can be very reflective and very meaningful and it can have lyrics that are super intense and analytical and, but it also sometimes is just something that you just like to listen to because it's nice. <laughs> and For so sure. I don't think like, I don't know, it does have very simple lyrics, but I think that, you know, like, I mean, she was so young when she wrote it. So uh -huh. like, we can't expect her to be writing lyrical masterpieces as a teenager. You know, it's like, what were you putting in your diary when you were her age? And it's <laughs> like, are you, were you a lyrical mastermind at that point? No, so <laughs> appreciate appreciate the song for what it is. And it's a good song. <laughs> for sure. Every time I talk about one of the songs on here with someone, I always ask myself, I'm like, what were you doing at 15? You know, because it wasn't releasing a debut album. That's not what no. I was doing at 15. I was like in high school kind of thing. So yeah, you, you really got to respect that it is a, um, a product of its time too. Um, okay. Uh, you already talked a little bit about the nostalgia and what this song means to you. Like, emotionally um and you know the little kid with the big dreams and you can do whatever you feel um so lots of songs on lots of taylor swift albums are very open to interpretation 
do you think there are any other interpretations and how would you interpret this song as well? I know you spoke a little bit about it because of the little kid with like the big dreams can do whatever you want, but um, what does the song mean to you and how do you interpret it? I think um, one thing that I'm really excited for, this is the song that I'm most excited to hear re-recorded. I, this is the one that I, this and then long live are my two that I just can't, I can't wait to hear re-recorded. And the reason why is because I think the meaning is going to change so much when she sings it now as an adult with a very, you know, full, successful, like incredible career, because, you know, the lyrics are just starting out. It's like, I, I don't know what I want. And I'm just like trying to figure out like what I'm doing and where do I fit in and how do I belong in this world? And it's like, looking back now like I feel like I mean if I was her and I'm not but if I was (laughs) I feel like re-recording this song would be like a really emotional like reflective kind of thing for me um and I hope that it is for her too and I hope that we can kind of hear that um in the re-recording because I think the meaning is definitely different now you know coming from an adult versus uh you know a young teenage girl um but also just kind of looking at it like it's interesting because it's like the chorus you know and the lyrics are so simple but the way she's like I'm alone and I'm on my own and it's like it kind of makes it sound like you know it's like she thinks I'm the only person that's going through this but it's like well now like you you put that song out and even though it's maybe not one of her more appreciated songs I'm sure that there are countless people who can relate to that feeling and who felt like they've been in that place and so now it's not so much like I'm the only one and I'm all by myself but it's like we're all kind of struggling to figure out where we fit in and what like our purpose is or what like our meaning is. And we're all experiencing that together. And so it's not so much like a, I'm totally unique and special and different. It's like a, no, we all have this kind of thing in common. And even though the lyrics are so simple, it's like, I think that that's just like a universal struggle that like everybody goes through everybody at some point questions where do I belong in this place and like what am what am I doing with my life and do I have a purpose and what is that purpose and it's a very simple way to ask those really big questions and I think that you know it kind of puts things into perspective and as a listener you know if you're going through that or if that's your struggle and you're asking yourself those questions right now you know that like well I'm not the only person who's ever asked those questions and so if other people have had that worry or had that wonder, then like, I'm not alone. Like I, I have that, you know, that in common with everyone around me. And I think that that's, I don't know. I just think it's a nice thing to think about. (laughs) For sure. And I think it's, it's also so cool to look at so many of her debut songs, like um, other examples, like tied together with a smile or even like cold as you or the outside, like to look at all those, like when she was 15 and like you said, people experience that like numerous times. Like, like I could look at a place in this world and be like, oh, I felt that when I was 15 and 18, 21, 23, like every, it's just such like a universal feeling that lots of people do experience. So I think that's a, that's a really good point. And you can do that with like so many of the songs on debut too, which is just really impressive that she wrote so vaguely and explicitly so that you can, you know, relate to those things but it it covers such a big ground um okay uh going into uh track placement because this song is sandwiched between teardrops on my guitar and cold as you do you think that it makes sense where it is 
And if not, where else would it make sense, if anywhere? I think that since it's, you know, it's on the first half of the album, and I think it fits well towards the beginning, because mm-hmm. it very much feels like the start of something. Um, and so I think that if she had put it after track five, then I think that it would have been too late. I don't know. I think it would have felt weird if it was after Cold As You or anywhere further into the album. So I like that it's towards the beginning. Sometimes I think that it might have made a good album opener just because it feels so much like the start. But then I also wonder if that would have been like a little too on the nose. Right. You know, and I don't, I don't know. I feel like sometimes when she does things, they're very obvious, you know, like welcome to New York is a very on the nose <laughs> album. Here. So it's like, it's literally like, Hey, like, welcome. Like, yeah, like, this is the beginning. Um, but it, like it works for 1989. I don't know if it would necessarily work as well for this album. So sometimes I think maybe it could have been a track one, but I don't know. I am. I think it works fine where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it does kind of feel like a punch in the gut <laughs> when you get done and cold as you, cause like cold as you is another one of those track fives that I think is so underappreciated. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, lyrically, most of the album is really simplistic, but I think she does a lot with the lyrics in cold as you that are really like really, really impressive and like meaningful. And so to go from such like a lighthearted, you know, like kind of upbeat maybe the subject matter is not so lighthearted, but it's an upbeat look at it and just kind of like hey like I'm figuring things out like this is my life is just getting started and then to go straight into cold as you just feels like out a little bit because that song is just so sad um but I don't know if if you keep it at track four there's not really another good I don't know tied together with a smile maybe could have been a good track five but I don't think it would have done as well as cold as you so maybe I would move it up. Maybe okay. I move it up and put it before teardrops on my guitar. Okay. Um, so this brings me to like a part two of this question. Um, because up until like recently, like getting onto like Swift Talk even and having been like a Swifty for 10 years before that or whatever, um, I like never really looked at track placement or the idea that like it's supposed to tell a story or that an opener is supposed to describe the album and a closer is supposed to wrap it up. But like we look at albums like 1989 and that is so very obvious that she's telling a story like all the way through. So my question is, do you think that, that the story, because there's like a really solid run in my opinion, when you go from like a place in this world all the way to tied together with a smile, like, all four of those songs work together really well to tell a story. So do you think that debut itself is trying to tell a story or is it one of those things where she wrote all these songs, she wanted to get them out all into the world and that is what happened. It just kind of fell into this order. But do you, or do you think she's like really trying to tell a story like 1989 or speak now? Then? That's a good question. <laughs> I guess because the storytelling is something that she does, you know, with, with everything like it's it's there on almost all the albums except for I don't know maybe I don't want to like <laughs> unpopular opinion the storytelling is not really there on red for me so much and I think most people would agree because the track list is so all over the place okay. um but I feel like you have to be careful about what you say about red uh-huh. <laughs> so <laughs> but the storytelling and I feel like the storytelling maybe started off for her as something that wasn't so intentional and maybe like just kind of naturally kind of came through 
And then I think as she got, you know, more mature with her songwriting, I think she started to maybe do it a little bit more on purpose. Um, With debut, I don't necessarily know that it's an intentional storytelling because, you know, it's like tied together with a smile has very similar themes to the outside and a place in this world, but it's not about her. It's about one of her friends. So, and, but whereas the outside and a place in this world and cold as you are very autobiographical, um, but they do all have, you know, that there is a run there. I see what you're saying, how they all kind of fit. Um, But I also think like, I don't know. I think maybe there's definitely a story there and I think maybe not necessarily a cohesive like story with a plot line, but there's, you know, the themes are all there because it's just about, you know, being young and figuring out who you are and who your friends are and what you want in somebody who loves you and, you know, where are you going with your life and all those questions that you ask yourself when you're, I mean, anywhere, but, you know, a teenager in high school and, figuring all of that stuff out. So I think that because the themes of every song are so linked, it feels like there's a story. And I feel like the story is something that kind of everybody could interpret a little bit differently. Um, But I don't know that she was necessarily intentional with it. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I agree. I think that the themes are really reoccurring, which kind of works with the idea of storytelling, but it's not like a 1989 where it's, you're explicitly being told a story and it's like right in yeah. your face. Like you have to do a little more math to connect the dots to see that there's like even reoccurring themes. Okay. I, I agree. Good answer. It's just really interesting talking with people about this in general. Cause some people are like, I see a story all the way through it. There's all, it's like super cohesive, like storytelling wise. And then other people are just like, it seemed like she had all these songs. She wanted to get them out she got him out and that was it. And I was like, it goes back and forth. So yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I think that there's lots of themes. Yeah. Um, so lots of songs like uh, the story of us itself, that's a good example, could work on a different album. Like it could very easily work on red or 1989. If we gave it like a pop mix or something. Um, do you think that a place in this world would work on any other album? I think that if you stretch and kind of like give it a lot of leeway, (laughs) I think you could maybe get away with putting it on Fearless. Um, Lyrically, it's a little too simplistic and immature, I think. And not that that's a bad thing because it's one of my favorite songs but lyrically I think further than fearless um just because of it just wouldn't match I don't think any other album in terms of the strength of the lyrics um thematically like talking about the themes I think the themes fit more closely with the overarching themes of debut than they do on fearless because fearless is very much I don't know I mean fearless is very much just like a breakup album like it is because once you get past a certain point then it's like song after song after song it's just heartbreak yeah and so it's that's not really the theme of a place in this world but like sonically like it it still has that like early taylor country sound and so i think you could get away with it but i don't think it would make a lot of sense maybe as like i don't know because i do think that like 
some of the fearless bonus tracks. Like I think Jump Then Fall is a debut song. Like mm-hmm. I think it's so weird. And every, I mean, I love that song, but every time I'm listening to Fearless, like in order as an album, I get to Jump Then Fall and I'm kind of like shaken out of it a little bit. <laughs> but like, maybe if you put it as a bonus track, like next to Jump Then Fall, then like you could have those two songs that sound out of place together, but they would make each other sound like they're supposed to be there. I get you. But that's the only way I think it would work. I don't think it would work any other way. For sure. And I think you're you're right. Like Fearless is much more like looking at it like it's like a heart. It is a heartbreak album. And I'm just picturing like a situation with like a place in this world on that album. And I cannot think of like, aside from Jump and Fall, which is a good example, like where else it would go because it doesn't have like the same level of country twang. Like it's still got country vibes, but it's not like a place in this world or our song or Tim McGraw or any of those. So I agree. I agree. And it's also got a specific innocence, like theme wise. So like sound wise, it wouldn't make sense, but theme wise also would be a little hard to wrap it up in those. Um, Okay. So what is your all time favorite lyric from this song? Um, I have two. Um, I really like the way the song starts. She's just like, I don't know what I want. So don't ask me. I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, I I really just like that because it's just so simple. And like, that's the whole song in one lyric. She's just like, she just lays it out for you. Like, hey, I don't know. Like, I really just don't know. And and that's where we're going with this is I I just don't know what's going on. And I don't know who I am. And I don't know who (laughs) I'm supposed to be. But I'm figuring it out. Um, And I like that because it's just like a very... It's a vulnerable thing to say, but mm-hmm. the way she says it in the song is so like casual. I don't know. So I just really like that line. Um, but I also really like in the chorus um, when she says, I'll be strong, I'll be wrong. Oh, but life goes on. Cause it's like, what, what else is life if not that, you know? So like, it's, it's not a super lyrically advanced song, but I think those, those lyrics are just, they're good ones. So, yeah. And I think it's also great. I think it's great that not only you, but like everyone who's featured on like this first set of things who can appreciate any of the debut songs, because obviously like, I think aside from like cold as you and maybe like tied together with a smile, like the, the, the lyrics aren't the the deepest, but uh-huh. to set that aside and still appreciate them because she was 15 when she wrote them like obviously I'm not gonna listen to debut and expect like folklore level lyrics so no I think, well, it- I think it's funny too because like not that you know there are there are definitely songs on other albums that are just like fun mm-hmm. you know lyrically simplistic songs it's not only you know maybe the majority of songs on debut are more simplistic but there are definitely songs on other albums that that don't get the same level of neglect I don't know I feel like I see a lot of Swifties you know like hating on this album because it's too simple Mm. and it just feels it just feels wrong to me because it's like it's her first album you know like that's where she came from like that's her roots and like I just I think it's just it's a piece of work that we can appreciate for what it is and as long as you can appreciate it for what it is then it is a good album so and I think something that's always so funny to me is I see people like drag debut for its lack of lyrical complexity and then some of their favorite songs are like bad blood or out of the woods and no disrespect to those songs but they're very repetitive the lyrics are very minimal or like like I'm not going to drag a song for being 
not lyrically complex because like one of my favorite songs on 1989 is how you get the girl and the girl says the same 15 words for the entire song so it's like it's like you can put lyrics aside and just as you said earlier just like music it doesn't hurt to just like music um okay cool so my final question is what would you rate this song on a scale from one to 13 (laughs) um so I thought about this and like overall, I did that whole crazy thing where you go and rank every single song in her discography a while ago. And I made this whole spreadsheet and it was just like, I really went way too over the top with it. Um, but in my overall ranking, it is number four um, out of her entire discography. So, you know, maybe if you start at 13 for my favorite and then just go down to track one, but then that just seems dumb because then once you get to the bottom and be like negative a hundred, you know, yeah. um, but <laughs> I came up with 10 out of 13. I feel like 10 out of 13 is fair. So yeah, I just, it's, I mean, it is one of my favorite, like, you know, it's, it's what right up there. So I just um, really like it. So because you gave that song a 10, this is my hot seat question. What song would you give a 13 or songs if you have multiple? So my favorite song of hers is Long Live. And I think that that's just her perfect song. I don't think that any song, I don't, I don't know. I don't think she'll ever be able to write anything that's better than that song. And maybe, you know, that's definitely a subjective. It's not a fact, you know, Long Live is her best song. (laughs) Uh, In my opinion, Long Live is her best song or my favorite song. Um, And I give that one a 13 just because it's, I don't know. There's just, I love the storytelling. I've always been a sucker for like medieval imagery with like knights and dragons and stuff like that just is one of my favorite things so to write a song about that and it's just like such a nice love letter to the fans and I I just I love that song so that one gets a 13. (laughs) That is that is taste I love when any song on Speak Now gets like representation so fight for your right to long live. (laughs) um okay well those are all of my questions um is there anything else that you would like to add share say and the floor is yours if you have anything I don't think I do I feel like we kind of I feel like we talked about a lot I feel Mm. like we did good (laughs) definitely we covered all of the bases we needed to um awesome okay in that case Thank you so much for being here, Lexi. I do really, really appreciate it, um, especially talking about a debut song because, you know, sometimes it's a journey to find people who really appreciate it. So thank you so much for being thank here you. and doing that. And uh, thank you so much for everyone who tuned into this episode and decided to listen. You're greatly appreciated too. Um, have a great rest of your day. Be safe, drink water, wash your hands, and I'll see you or talk to you next time. Okay, (laughs) bye.